This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you, the listener, direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are, as always, Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Well, Michael, I want to begin with you this week. Obviously, uh, disappointment in Harrisburg over that 3-2 decision by the state Supreme Court earlier this week on abortion. A huge ruling there. Explain what the justices did and what the next move is in uh, this debate over taxpayer-funded abortions. Yeah, this is a case we've been concerned about since it was filed about five years ago by the abortion industry. Planned Parenthood and the other abortion clinics in Pennsylvania filed lawsuits seeking taxpayer funding of abortion through Medicaid. And secondly, they were looking for the court to invent a constitutional right to abortion in Pennsylvania. And they sent that back to the Commonwealth Court to rerule and basically grease the skids to have taxpayer funding of abortion on demand right up through nine months. Yeah, are you confident the lower courts are going to uphold that 1985 law, which bans taxpayer-funded abortions? I'm not. They have the opportunity to do that in the lower courts, but one of the things that the high court did was that they removed and said that the state legislature does not have standing to defend the law. Hmm. So that leaves it to the Shapiro administration, presumably, to defend the law upholding the ban on Medicaid abortions, and the Shapiro administration definitely will not do that. They're as pro-abortion as they come. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Well, Jason, there was uh, huge rallies all week long in Albany. Uh, Among them, uh, criminal justice reform activists. Uh, We've talked about things like elder parole and clean slate legislation. What are these reforms that they are clamoring for? And with this being an election year where every single seat in the state legislature is up for grabs, what are the chances that some of these reforms will actually get adopted? Well, at the end of the day, I think these are uh, priorities by the Democratic majority that prioritize the rights of the criminal over the victim. For example, elder parole, uh, it would allow convicts that are, are in prison to, at age 55, be released early from their sentences. Well, at 55, you can still be a great danger to society, and so we do have some concerns. Do I think there are some uh, reforms that can occur in our criminal justice system? Absolutely. Um, but I just uh, cannot get over how far and how fast the Democratic majority goes to aid the criminal over the victim in this state. Michael, let's switch gears a little bit. You mentioned Governor Shapiro. He's going to be taking the wraps off his big budget address on Tuesday. What are you expecting to hear? What are you expecting not to hear from the governor? Well, it would be nice uh, for the governor to issue an apology for last year's budget debacle. It took months to complete, and he uh, reneged on a couple of promises and negotiations that he had made with the state Senate on school choice and on alternatives to abortion funding. Uh, What we expect, though, is a a big focus on education, both in higher education with some connecting the community colleges with the state-owned universities. That would be part of it. Another thing that we expect but don't know for sure that he'll talk about is the legalization of marijuana. He put that 
that in last year's budget, never made a mention of it in his budget address. So people are kind of wondering, will that happen this time? And that's a fight we anticipate. Gotcha. And again, the, the leaky ceiling's still not fixed, so they're, they're not going to have it in the in the House chamber, from what I hear. Uh, right. That must be some leak there in Harrisburg. <laughs> uh, Jason, uh, this month there is a big race downstate to fill a congressional seat that once was held by a guy named George Santos. Interesting to see, you know, don't want to read too much into the tea leaves here, but what does the Mozzie Pillip Tom Swazi contest say about voters in this 2024 presidential election? Well, we're about to find out. Uh, you know, if uh, the Republicans should emerge and be victorious in this largely suburban district, it may indicate that Long Island is still leaning Republican. Uh, if it goes with Mr. Swazi, who is a former congressman and frankly is probably the front runner in this race, mm-hmm. uh, then Republicans are going to have to pay a whole lot more attention to those suburban districts. My understanding is that Mozzie Pillip is polling slightly below the congressman at the moment, but she seems to be surging at the right moment, and that may indicate not only uh, where voters are leading, but how effective the campaigns will be with early voting, voting by mail, yeah. driving out their votes. We're going to see if these campaigns are up to what it takes to win races here in the Empire State. Gotcha. Again, that uh, contest February 13th, uh, downstate New York 3. We'll see how it goes. Michael, uh, speaking of elections and such, the Pennsylvania Freedom Caucus has sued Governor Shapiro over the use of executive authority when it comes to election issues. What's the issue here, and uh, do you think this uh, lawsuit has a chance? Well, the 24 legislators that are part of the lawsuit certainly believe they do, and the premise of the case is that the law puts the authority to govern elections squarely in the hands of the General Assembly, and uh, they're not only going after Josh Shapiro, but also the Biden administration in terms of executive actions that they have taken to distort Pennsylvania elections. For example, last year, uh, Governor Shapiro mandated automatic voter registration when people sign up for driver's licenses, mm-hmm. something that some lawmakers had attempted to do over over years in the General Assembly and failed to do. And for the executive branch to then just simply take that authority from the legislature is the reason why this lawsuit is happening. Gotcha. Well, Jason, this year is the first year that New York's going to allow public financing of political campaigns. These are small donations from individuals who live in the district that the candidate represents. Do you support the use of taxpayer dollars to fund these sorts of political campaigns? Well, yes and no. I do not support uh, public campaign financing. I am not a fan of it. However, it is the law in New York now. And so I'm not critical of candidates that are participating in the program because if they do not, they are completely going to get smoked by those that are participating. Mm. This is a situation where a small dollar donation can be matched 12 to 1 in some cases. Well, a candidate just can't afford to compete uh, against an opponent who's going to have 12 times their campaign cash. Yeah. What was the motivation for this law? Yeah, the thought is it will help um, lesser known or smaller candidates be able to find easier access to the ballot. The problem is they're also allowing it for incumbents. Well, there's lots of problems. They're also allowing uh, this, you know, being paid for by taxpayers, which shouldn't happen. But essentially, the incumbent will have the same rights as the opponent. And that incumbent is probably much more likely to quickly raise that cash. You're also going to see consultants that will be propping up candidates that really don't have a real shot and aren't even that interested 
interested in winning just yeah. to go ahead and get contracts. So there's a whole lot of problems with public campaign financing. Gotcha. We talk about a lot of topics on this show, Michael. Maybe the first time we've mentioned this, artificial intelligence. Uh, it's a big deal nowadays. Uh, Philadelphia Democrat yeah. Terry Kahn has introduced a bill that would ban AI in political campaigns. Is there a lot of this happening in Pennsylvania? Well, you know, if they ban artificial intelligence in campaigns, I'm not sure there'll be any intelligence left at all in campaigns. But <laughs> <There you go. laughs> leaving that aside, leaving that aside, I don't know to what extent it has happened yet in Pennsylvania. Uh, what is being talked about, especially in his legislation, is the use of deep fakes, imitating the voice of a, a candidate or imitating actual visual features, physical features of someone, you know, in a campaign ad where you think that's really, let's say, President Trump or President Biden or somebody else in an ad, yeah. uh, that's what they're really going after. Not so much the use in terms of doing phone calls or other sorts of things where they're just enabling the ability to do more quickly. So I understand the reason to try to eliminate these deep fakes. Gotcha. Uh, Jason, finally you. Democrats are joining uh, more than 30 labor unions in pushing for another boost in the minimum wage. Ultimately, they want the minimum wage to go to $21.25 an hour. Uh, if adopted, uh, explain what that would do to not just small businesses, but all sorts of businesses in the Empire State. Well, I think it would crush many businesses in New York State. You know, if you think about it, 21 25 an hour for flipping a burger somewhere, whatever it might be, think of what the cost of that burger will have to be to offset those wages. Yeah. And New Yorkers are already experiencing uh, higher prices at the grocery stores and everywhere else they're doing business these days. It's simply not sustainable. The market needs to drive these changes, uh, not government. And yet, that's essentially what we're doing, is we're trying to create and inflate situations that are going to cause a lot of problems for pocketbooks across the Empire State. All right, and that'll have to be the last word this week, but uh, read all about it. That's uh, State Supreme Court decision on abortion. Michael, you are writing about that on your website this week. Where can folks learn more? pafamily.org. And stay informed on all the issues in New York. You want to know more about that big race downstate to fill a vacant congressional seat. Jason, you have a great website, too. Where can folks find you? AlbanyUpdate.com. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.